What's doing, everybody? Today is Tuesday, December 5th. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs joins me on the podcast today. We got a lot to discuss, including the latest on the Biden crime family, why the GOP decided to expel Congressman George Santos, the wide open border, when are we going to see the rest of the January 6th tapes, and so much more. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. The American family is under attack. Parents are the underdog of this nation. Your children are being indoctrinated. That's right. Your children. They do not belong to the state. They do not belong to the school system. They belong to you, the parents, as a blessing from God our Father. So let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. You're listening to The Alec Lee Show. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to the Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. Thank you for stopping by. If you're watching the broadcast live here on Rumble, please get down there. Follow the channel. Share the broadcast. Let's get as many people into the live broadcast as possible. I get, as always, I really appreciate your support. You guys have been really building up my presence, the presence of this channel right here on Rumble. And for that, I say thank you. If you're new to the podcast here and you missed any of my interviews, Please flip back through the channel and check them all out. I've had Senator Ted Cruz, Dinesh D'Souza, Judge Jeanine Pirro, uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville, Congresswoman Anna Paulina Luna. The list goes on and on and on. You can see some of them in the background here. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Rand Paul. Uh, They've all been here because of you, the listener, you, the watcher out there, your suggestions and your sharing of the program. So I ask you to keep hitting me with suggestions and keep sharing the podcast. Now, there's a lot to discuss today. I'm going to have Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs on the podcast today. And listen, if you're anything like me, you're frustrated, angry with what's going on with the Republicans, obviously with Democrats, but with what's going on with the Republicans, especially in the House right now, it's I'm just furiated with the whole process. So there's a lot of questions I have for Congressman Andy Biggs, who I think is one of the best that we have in there. If I'm being perfectly honest, Andy Biggs is a guy, I I did an interview with him a couple of years ago, or maybe last year, uh, on First Class Fatherhood about his family life. He's a great father, great family man. His his heart is in the right place. Very few politicians I feel that way about. Andy Biggs is one of those guys that I think is really in there to do the right thing, and and he is taking a lot of the evil forces on that are against him. We know the deep state is very deep. Whatever you want to call it, this uh, uniparty, uh, that we are up against here, they come, they are coming hard, and there's so many people that are just falling in line and doing the usual. Andy Biggs is not one of those guys, so I really respect what he's doing. I respect the way he votes, and I'm honored that he's going to join. I'm waiting for him to hit us in the Zoom room uh, before he gets in there. Some of the questions that I want to talk to him about yesterday: the breaking news that uh, the Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. He put out a blast yesterday, and this was it. I'll put it on the board here. Hunter Biden's business entity, uh, Wasco PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. Uh, The bank records don't lie. So here are the bank records that they posted. Now, again, it's more and more of this uh, evidence that's mounting up against the Biden crime family. Yet from mainstream media, we constantly hear, oh, there's no evidence. There's no there, there. There's no nothing. It's completely flip-flopped from what we used to see. The mainstream media was telling you Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia, and there was nothing there. Now there's something there, and the media is telling you there's nothing there. So which one is it? Why have we not gotten this impeachment moving here? It just seems like we're in slow motion. So I want to ask Andy Biggs a, a kind of timeline on that. So I'm curious to hear what he has to say about this latest news that we heard, which is just mounting against Joe Biden and his crime family. 
Uh, and, and also, too, uh, I want to ask him about this George Santos getting expelled from the House. How in the world does this help us? I know George Santos is like a loose cannon, uh, th- but this guy was voting uh, conservative all the way. Yeah, I don't see what we gained by getting him out of there. If you, you know, I know we've heard a few of them talking about what it's doing to the taxpayers or the constituents. If you want to help the taxpayers, let's stop this insane spending. That's how you can help the taxpayers. You want to help the taxpayers, close the border. Right. You want to help the people do something to help them. All right. We're getting rid of this guy and all we're doing is hurting ourselves. And we never do this. We never. How come we're not trying to expel a Democrat? We're expelling one of our own. So why haven't none of the Democrats been held to the fire on this? And you know that if it was one of the Democrats, we all know they never would have thrown out one of their own no matter what they did. There's nothing they could have done. We see this with Senator Bob Menendez. The guy's got freaking gold bars in his house uh, from Egypt. Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of bribes that this guy took. But he's not convicted yet, and the Democrats will never throw him out. What do we do? Our guy's not convicted. We kick him out because we're doing the right thing. So the, the majority that we have, which is slim already, has now been reduced. And there's so much infighting in the Republican Party that it just seems hopeless. So I want to ask Andy Biggs about that. The border being wide open. We, we've just seen over 10,000 encounters in 24 hours in Arizona and Eagle Pass, Texas. 10,000 encounters in 24 hours. Here, here's here's look at this picture here. I'm putting it up. Uh, these are Chinese nationals lined up in the, uh, on the border of California waiting to enter that are all coming in. Here's another caravan of people just marching in towards the border. Uh, it, it, this is nonstop. And this is all happening here. This is all happening by design and a purpose. It's almost as if they know that Donald Trump is going to win this next election and they're loading, loading this country up with people that are going to turn on this country. We just heard this lunatic the other day, yesterday, talking about, uh, uh, let's get uh, the illegal immigrants into the military. Uh, Durbin, Senator Durbin. Let's put the illegal immigrants into the American military. Like, are you out of your mind? You're going to put these people that already hate this place, you're going to put them into the military? So things are out of control. The, the border, is, it's been a problem, but it seems like it's never going away. When are we going to impeach Mayorkas? I'm going to ask uh, the, the congressman for a timeline on that. Another thing I want to ask him about, the January 6th tapes. I feel like we've all been bamboozled by Senate, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. He told us he's going to release the tapes. He did. We thought we were getting the whole shooting match. We only got a little piece. right? We didn't get the whole pie. We got a crumb. Where's the rest of it? What is the timeline to release the rest of the tapes? That's what everybody wants to know. I feel like we kind of got set up and we took a big, we got a big letdown because of that. So that's another thing I want to ask the congressman about. So if you have questions, if you, there's things on your mind, hit me in the chat down below. Hit me with a comment down there below. Let me know what you'd like to ask. I'm going to try to do my best to continue to bring on as many members of Congress as I can here to try to get some answers, get some insight. And just find out, you know, what is the what is the holdup here? Can't can't we just get something going, positive momentum to finish the year here? Because it just seems like we're getting defeat after defeat, and we're so far away. It feels like we're decades away from Trump getting back in the White House. It's 412 days. It feels like decades until the next inauguration is going to take place on January 20th, 2025. But we don't have time. We don't have that kind of time. Well, what's happening to this country is, is uh, they're torpedoing this country. They're destroying it on purpose. So, uh, you know, uh, these are all things I want to discuss. Congressman Andy Biggs is going to be here with me in just a minute. All right. So, uh, listen, obviously, crime is up all over the country, especially in Democrat cities and families right now. you got to pr- do everything you can to protect your family. 
this weekend, what I did, I was, and I'm fortunate enough to have some great Patriot friends. One of those being the Navy SEAL Bill Brown, who puts on the Navy SEAL swim. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. I've been blessed to know him. Uh, I go on many adventures. I completed the swim across the Hudson River this year, all because of Bill. I have access to so many of these great things. Well, one thing we did this past weekend was he had a Navy SEAL tactical shooting course. So I took my middle son with me, Logan, and we went up to go to this uh, undisclosed location in Pennsylvania to do this Navy SEAL tactical training. And I'll put some pictures up here for those of you guys are watching. There's really no audio other than gunshots going off, but it's live rounds. Uh, teaching us how to shoot, move, communicate, maneuver. And and listen, it, it, right now, more guns are being sold in this country than ever before, right? especially in the Jewish community. Jewish community numbers are, have gone through the ceiling, all right, for people that are now arming themselves. And right now, you've, you've number one, it's one thing to, uh, you know, use your Second Amendment right, buy a gun to protect your family. It's another thing to know how to use it and to use it frequently so that when the shit goes down, that you have some type of uh, memory reflex in, in, into how to react. Now, I am by no means uh, a marksman. That's why I'm doing these things, and I try to do them whenever the opportunity rises. Now, uh, Bill was putting on this uh, training tactical course, raising money for the victims of Israel. It was phenomenally done, as it always is. And so we were able to take part, and I was able to bring one of my sons. Now, all three of my boys have learned how to shoot from Navy SEALs, uh, and they, they've been very blessed to do so. But I'm bringing this up because one of the instructors that we had now, obviously there's SEALs that are instructors and other combat veterans that are the instructors. One of them is my friend Captain James Price. Now, James Price is an Army medic, a former Army medic. He was uh, injured in the ridiculous uh, Afghan, re, uh, Afghan uh, withdrawal. He was injured during the Afghan withdrawal, which was a debacle. But now he's transitioned out of the military. He started up a new company, and he, he is now bringing years of experience to you. So if you're somebody that's in the New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania area, this is something you might want to think about because you're not going to get any kind of one-on-one -on -one training that's quite like this. So if you're interested in it, uh, in learning some tactics, bringing your family, make it a family day, a family event, and learn how to do so many of these things. So I'm going to put his card up on the board here. So while I was there at this event over the weekend, I asked James, listen, l let me let my listeners know about what you're doing. So if you guys are interested, you contact him, Price, at srgtactics.com. I put it on the board. It's right down below in the description. I asked James to talk a little bit about what he's doing. Here he is. So hey everyone, my name is James Price. Uh, I am a former Army veteran. Uh, my company name's uh, Sentinel Reliance Group, and Sentinel being a guardian, a defender, and then Reliance obviously being we're trying to become self-reliant guardians. So what I'm trying to bring uh, to the public now is a lot of the things that I learned in the military and how to make them more oriented to the general public. And that is being your own first responder, trying to become more self-reliant in your ability to get out of bad situations, identify threats, and how to take care of those threats safely and securely, not having to worry about um, 911 or other people coming to your aid. All right, and as I said, right now, crime is up everywhere. Now is the time. Arm yourself. Be ready to defend yourself. Take it serious. What happens to your family is serious. What happens in your neighborhood is serious. Pay attention, because in 2024, shit is going to hit the fan in this country. Uh, don't be the one left standing when the music stops. So reach out to James Price, Captain James Price, 
Price at srgtactics.com. Hit them up. Make it a father-son event, a husband-wife event. Make it a mother-daughter. Every level. It doesn't matter. Beginner, mediary, expert, whatever it is. And you want to, even if you just want to hone your skills, you can do that as well. So hit him up. He's transitioning out right now. Uh, combat veteran, medic, army, American hero, patriot, Captain James Price. His the link to his email is listed down below in the description. So take it serious and take him up on it. Again, if you're in the New York, New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, the metropolitan area, hit him with an email. He'll give you the one-on-one training that is so desperately needed right now in our country. So I just wanted to pass that along to you guys. Again, I had a tremendous weekend doing this with my son, and I, I think uh, you know you will definitely find some benefit out of it. All right, so let's do this right now. I got Congressman Andy Biggs. He is in the Zoom room here. Much to talk about. A lot of topics. Hit me in the chat. Anything you want to do, put it down there. Let's do this. Joining me now, Congressman Andy Biggs. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Alec, good to be with you. Well, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you for taking the time. And let's jump into this uh, kind of breaking news that we had yesterday from your colleague, Chairman James Comer. Uh, he broadcasted it out there on X saying Hunter Biden's business entity, a Waskow PC, made direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. The bank records don't lie. Now, we've heard this, that Joe Biden had nothing at all to do with the business dealings. Then it was, oh, well, I just was there to talk about the weather. And now it's direct payments going in. So uh, are we going to finally see uh, some action being taken as a result of this evidence? Well, heavens, I hope so, Alec. Let me tell you, some of us have been agitating for quite some time because uh, the evidence uh, seemed overwhelming to me months ago. But to think about this, so the Owasco, that's the company that Hunter Biden had with uh, Devin Archer, Rob Walker, right? And and he's given direct payments to Joe Biden every month. Add that to the fact that Jim and Sarah Biden, his sister-in-law and her his brother, actually were giving him substantial sums of money periodically as well. But they were kind of writing on it, loan repayment. There's no evidence that Joe Biden even ever had the resources to provide it to a quarter million dollar loan to anybody. There's no evidence that there was ever a loan. And then you've got these direct payments that are occurring on a monthly basis. Great work by the by the our team and the oversight uh, staff, because uh, I got to tell you, Alec, they got twenty five thousand new documents recently, twenty five thousand pages of new documents. And they're able to find this in there and there'll be more to come. And this is overwhelming. This is a corrupt uh, guy, and it's a corrupt family. I'm going to share that sentiment and that excitement once we finally get this impeachment process on the floor here. You know, I'm, I'm still like so many of us are just waiting for this to actually, you know, let, let, let's move already. And and also too, Hunter Biden for his deposition. Now he wants to have the special treatment. He wants us to be out in front of the cameras where it's going to be behind the closed door. So why, what, what do you think is his reason? Does he know that you're going to shoot that down? Is that why he's trying to make it sound like he wants to be out in the open? What do you think is the reason why he wants to make that play uh, to say he wants the special treatment of the, uh, of the cameras rolling? Yeah. First of all, he wants to distract, right? He, and he wants to also deflect. He wants to show, Oh, Hey, I'm really, I'm cooperating. These guys are unreasonable. Uh, but the second thing is he believes that if we're really stupid enough to do it, he knows that a public hearing does nothing. Would, would we? He wouldn't have to say anything. He could just filibuster and the Democrats would be there to protect him. But uh, good on Comer. I talked to him when that first happened and he agreed with me. I mean, that's not my deal, but his, he agreed that we're not going to do that. Hunter is coming in on the 13th of December if Hunter doesn't show up, then we're going to pursue contempt proceedings against Hunter Biden. 
Well, I pray to God we can move quickly with this stuff. But I know one of the things, too, a lot of people angry, myself included, about this so, uh, last week, uh, the House expelled Congressman George Santos. Now, obviously, this guy is a fringe guy. He's a little bit of a lunatic. He, you know, he's whatever he is, but he's not convicted of anything right now. So we, we the, the House, we already have a slim majority in the House, which is now even slimmer because we ousted this guy. And we know damn well that if this was a Democrat that was put forth, none of the Democrats would have voted to throw this guy out. But now a guy that votes consistently conservative has been thrown out and our majority has gotten even slimmer. What's the story here? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand the motivation. It was driven by some of our friends from New York. They just pushed and pushed and they and to get this out. And I, I really dismayed by it because you're right, George voted conservatively most of the time. He was he was a he was an 80% vote, 85% vote. That's which in this world, that's that's pretty darn good. Second thing is you, the precedent they set, Alec, is is a body changing. It's an institution changing uh, precedent. So you got a guy who's not been convicted of anything for the first time in American history. They expel him. His own party expels him for Pete's sakes. And then um, there's already some people uh, talking behind the scenes saying, well, the next we're going to go after Matt Gates next, you know, and whoever else. That is the problem. You've now set the precedent that you don't have to do anything. So here's the way to think of it again. You got these Soros DAs, right? And those Soros DAs, they want to go after conservatives. They hate conservatives. Uh, they can fabricate something, go after a Republican conservative. And uh, it's it's laying out there. They get their indictment because everybody can indict a ham sandwich. And next thing you know, throw it to the ethics committee. And the ethics committee comes back and says, oh, he's been indicted. You know, okay, let's go ahead and throw him out. That's the precedent they sent. If you want you want to leave a mark on an institution and it's going to be a bad mark, that is that's the mark they've set. And, and it seems like two, two congressmen. I mean, we, we're, you were talking about two things that haven't happened historically in a very long time. One is the Speaker of the House being thrown out of chair. And then one, you have a Congress member being expelled from the House. We haven't seen those things in a very long time. They're, they're historic moments. And it's us. It's, it's us. I say the Republicans doing it to the Republicans. It has nothing to do with going after the Democrats. Like, why can't there be somebody put forth? How about we expel this guy, Bowman, who pulls the fire alarm uh, to stop an official proceeding? This guy breaks the law, lies about it, says, oh, I was I thought it would open the door. Then the video footage comes out. He lied about that. But we're not pushing to expel that guy. We're we're going to expel one of our own guys. So it just seems like we're getting results, but they're all against us. Nothing against the Democrats. And it's really driving people crazy. I know myself included. Yeah, so I, I know that an ethics complaint was filed against Bowman to the same ethics committee th that condemned um, George Santos. My understanding is that the ethics committee is said they're not going to take up the Bowman complaint, which doesn't make sense to me. On the on the don't forget on the on the Kevin McCarthy speakers thing, uh, you had that just uh, less than ten years ago, I think it was uh, with with John Boehner, where but John Boehner did something different when they came and said we've got the votes to take you out. Boehner said, uh, I'm going to resign from Congress and resign. And McCarthy didn't want to do that. So that's why you ended up having a knockdown drag out Donnybrook. Yeah. And then, of course, now we have Speaker Mike Johnson in there. There's been mixed reviews, mixed feelings about him from a lot of the conservatives. Uh, you know, we see them all firing off different tweets on X. Now, one of the things was uh, Speaker Johnson said, we're releasing all these January 6th tapes. 
And so everyone was pumped up. Let's go, Mike Johnson. Here we go. Now we don't get all the tapes. We get about 90 hours worth of 40,000 hours. And everyone's saying, well, wait a minute. Where's the rest of these tapes? And it just so happens he releases the tapes right after they, you, the, the guys slammed through this continuing resolution. And so it's like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. A bad thing, good thing. But where are the rest of the tapes? When are we going to see all of them be released? He told me that the, the rest should be released by the end of the year. So my guess is by the end of the, uh, hopefully by before we go out into recess, which by the way, I don't think we should be taking a recess until we've taken care of the spending bills and all the other stuff we're supposed to do. I don't think we should be taking that big recess. I'll, I'll come here on Christmas day. I have a family. I want to be with them like everybody else, but I also have a job to do. But anyway, um, I would urge him to keep us in. But my understanding from talking to him is that there, it's going to be, uh, before the end of the year. That's my understanding. I hope so, because I felt like kind of we, we were all kind of let down by that. It looked a little foolish because we were all kind of like, yeah, he's releasing all the tapes. And people were saying, oh, you're not getting them all. And then we ended up not getting them all. So it looked like kind we had a on our switch. Face. Kind of a yeah. big switch, Alec. Yep, yeah. and we were all let down by that. Let me switch uh, borders. Uh, switch borders. Let me switch to the border here, which is another disaster here. And it's like, how many more videos do we have to see of mostly young military age men crossing into our border illegally? A lot of them from foreign countries that harbor terrorists. Until we actually do something about it, this Mayorkas impeachment thing, uh, Congressman. Last week or the week before, I had uh, your colleague Marjorie Taylor Greene on the show here. And I was talking with her because she put the articles forward, got, it got knocked down. She was putting them up again and she pulled them back. When I talked to Congressman uh, Troy Nels, he said sometimes this is it's the messenger. And the reason why they didn't put it through was because she brought them through and they, it has to go through a committee. So people voted against it just because it didn't go through the proper channels. And this all just seems like tit for tat type of stuff and nothing getting done. It's like, is that revenge voting? What is holding up Mayorkas being impeached? Because our border is leaking like a sieve. So, so uh, I, I don't necessarily buy into that it was Marjorie. Okay, uh, there were there were eleven people absent that day for whatever reason, eleven Republicans, but there were also a bunch of Democrats absent that day too. So for whatever reason, so the real but it's turned on those eight votes, and of those eight votes, six of them said that they would have voted for uh, impeachment. If this or that, and I'm not sure what the this is and that's were, but that's what they said. So I talked to Marjorie because I have a local sheriff in Arizona who told me that the sheriffs around the country um, are all writing letters of of uh, lack of confidence, you know, no confidence in the Biden administration. And I told her, I said, I, I'll try to get you some of those for, for the impeachment thing for this next one. And she told me that, and I don't want to speak for her, but my understanding is that um, the the actual articles are sitting in Department of Homeland, excuse me, the Committee on Homeland Security, which is Mark Green's. He's the chairman of that. And Green wants to uh, impeach. And so they've got the votes there to get it out. They should get it out. I hope they get it out. I hope they get it out sooner rather than later. And then let's take that puppy and let's go ahead and run with it. Because uh, I, I believe that we cannot take another 15 months of the current set of policies. So I would tell you, Alec, I think we have to do more than impeach Mayorkas, but, but you just asked about Mayorkas. But I think I think with Mayorkas, uh, I, I don't understand people who will not impeach Mayorkas. 
Uh, well, I don't get it either. And that's the thing. It's like, that's the frustration. That's where it's coming from, Congressman. We can't impeach my orgas. We can't impeach Biden. Yet we're throwing out right. a, a conservative congressman and we're changing speakers and we're going shooting ourselves in the foot and getting nothing accomplished here. Where we're now again with the border. We just saw yesterday Fox News broke this here uh, that military families are being displaced from Foxborough hotels where they're going to have the Army Navy game because they're bringing these migrants or illegal aliens are filling up these hotels. We're seeing this right here in New York, where, right, right where I am. I, I was just doing a Fox News hit last week, the same night of the tree lighting, and I'm driving in and it's Palestinian flags everywhere, all these people. And of course, it's always there's always some type of violence or some type of a carnage going on when, they, when they're getting together to do these things. But we're seeing our, our, our border just get destroyed here in our country. The enemy is here already, and it seems like we're doing nothing to stop it. Yeah, and, and let me give, tell you what, I, what I've been advocating for for a long time, and that's to say we're not going to fund this the Biden administration anymore. So, so we'll keep funding Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, and the vets, veterans. And we'll, we'll fund CBP, ICE, military, uh, air traffic controllers, and TSA. But then we should st- not fund anything else. Don't fund anything else until the Biden administration actually starts enforcing the laws. We've got laws on the border already. Enforce those. So much of what happens here is just, um, you know, it's it's kabuki theater where, where they say, OK, we want to we want to pass this bill about border security. It doesn't matter. Biden is lawless. His regime is lawless. And the founders gave us the check uh, and the check happens to be the checkbook. And so that's where you have to you have to say we're going to fund the stuff we're required and, and should fund to protect the, this country. But beyond that, we're not going to fund your Green New Deal crap. We're not going to fund EV uh, uh, you know, electric vehicles and charging centers and and what other ever DE, uh, DEI and ESG stuff. We're not going to fund that stuff. We're going to make sure you have incentives, Mr. Biden, to actually start shutting down the border. Yeah, well said, Congressman. It just seems like it's all being torpedoed on purpose by design here. They're allowing the border to get flooded. They're doing this climate change nonsense uh, where they're killing these car car dealerships that are saying, please stop with this. We can't get rid of these things. You're flooding us with these and we can't move them, let alone the inflation is killing everybody. So it's just like the country is going to hell. And it seems like we're in slow motion to do anything about it or just well, we're just handcuffed to do anything about it. And it's it's like, you know, there's like 400 and something days until the next inauguration and it can't get here fast enough. It just seems like the whole country could be up in flames by the time that happens well i mean it really could i mean i i you and i are, you and i've taken the black pill apparently alec and, and and i and i have taken the black pill it's it is really very detrimental for members of congress uh to not take the steps so sometimes we're taking i'm, t- I'm pushing to take steps because you have to change and the status quo and the, or hoping for the status quo Andy, does not do it. And so change doesn't happen organically. It takes people who are willing to go out there and get the crap kicked out of them like I am to say we've got to make a change. So that a year ago, we tried to change the rules of the institution. We got a lot of rules changed. Then we get a guy in there who won't follow those rules and help us make the change. It's time for personnel change. Now we get another guy. And so far, he's about a C minus, right? I mean, so... A good thing here, bad thing there, good thing here, bad thing there. Okay. But you know what? If we don't push to make change, we will be off the cliff. We're going we're gonna be like in that that Indiana Jones movie where they're, they're you know, Indiana Indiana's fighting the German dude on a on a 
tank going off the cliff. We got to stop and turn that tank back around. Uh, otherwise, we're going over the cliff. And then the whole Indiana Jones franchise went off the cliff with their new Wolf movie. They <laughs> yeah, killed okay. the whole thing. So that's what it does. But listen, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I love the fact that we have guys like you, guys like uh, Eli Eli Crane that are in there. That Because we're so tired of seeing sending people to Congress that are talk, 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 and then they get there and they vote the other way. And we're like, okay, now we got to primary this guy to get him out and get somebody else in there that's promising us the world. And hopefully he'll deliver. So it's like it seems like we're constantly getting let down. But, you know, we do need the change. It's obvious here. And it's whatever we're doing ain't working. We got to throw the whole playbook out and start something fresh because we're just getting buried and we're tired of losing on this side. Well, that's right. And that's, that is that you get to my point. The only reason that I'm, I'm staying in is because I'm pushing the change and I've and got more people who want that change now, but we're fighting something that's bigger. And then what that is, it, it, it is this swamp, the uniparty, the, the infrastructure, the establishment, the, the cartel, whatever you want to call it. It's the people that protect this power base it's the it's the k street lobby it's just the bureaucracy it's it's the the permanent ensconced uh uh staffers it's it's the media that are here and we're having to take them all on and when you start looking at the media they'll say oh yeah these guys are a bunch of crazos but i'm just telling you uh, the people who are the craziest here are the people who want to keep the status quo that is what's crazy that's what's insane that's what einstein says insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different. That's why we got to change. That's why we push to make change. Yeah, and, and uh, it can't get here, as I said, fast enough. And I, I pray to God that we get Trump back in the White House as soon as possible. I wish we could do it tomorrow so we could start turning these things around. But I wanted to just real quick get a, takes, uh, a take on the Israel-Hamas war. Because just as I said, I was in you know New York during the tree lighting. These The, pro- the anti-Israel protests are everywhere. And it very much reminds me of how every time there's these anti-Israel or pro-Hamas rallies, they're either violent, confrontational, or they're destroying property. When you have the Israel protests, the pro-Israel, they're peaceful, non violent. It's very similar to how you have a Trump rally and a BLM protest. The BLM one was violent and burning stuff down and people getting hurt and the Trump ones are peaceful. That's why on January 6th, everyone's saying, wait a minute, we've had hundreds of these Trump rallies. No one's ever been violent. All of a sudden we have violent people at the rally. Wow. What a coincidence, you know? So uh, what's your take here on just seeing the amount of anti-Semitism that's coming mostly from the left and especially the college universities in this country? Well, we lost the colleges and universities a generation ago. And, and we're reaping what we've sown. So those crazy people that graduated in the mid-90s that became professors um, and, and, because they'd been indoctrinated, and now they're trying to indoctrinate these, these kids, uh, it's absolutely dangerous and nutty. But this anti-Semitism is rip, ripping the Democrat Party apart. I mean, I know we, we, we're torn too, but don't forget you had like 25 members, Democrats, vote with us. Uh, on censure of uh, Talib, not Talib, uh, was it Talib? Yeah, Talib. Yep. Yeah, Talib. Yeah. So the the point is, they're they're kind of rent asunder too. They're not quite sure what to do. We've been telling them for many many years. Hey, the Democrats don't like Israel. They 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 don't want to defend Israel. Don't you get it? It's the far left that has taken over the the uh, Democrat Party, and they they are violent. I mean, just tell you, they have this innate authoritarianism. They believe in authoritarianism, and so they wanted, they, they'd like to tear down this country. And I'll tell you one other thing. The reason that the, the, the Arab nations around Israel don't want these people, these, the, the Gaza Strip uh, Palestinians to come into the country as, as, as uh, refugees, 
is because they are radicalized. They're the same people who voted for Hamas and they're violent and they're, and they're extremists. And, and everybody in the region knows that. Yeah, and you're seeing, you know, like just like you said, none of these Muslim countries or Arab countries that are surrounding them are taking them in. Yet now we're hearing, oh, shouldn't the United States take them in? Or are you out of your mind? Like the, and that's the thing. Like we constantly seem to import people that want to kill us. And I don't. And how much longer yeah. can you keep doing that before there's going to be major problems? And you're right. The the squad is the, as they're called there on the left. They're lunatics. I cannot believe that we have people like that representing the people of the United States. Uh, it, it it's sickening to say the least. So l- let me just. Let me ask you, um, I, I want to get, I know the time is tight here. I just want to get a quick word. I know you tweeted last week about the Hemisphere Project. Get, get my listeners with a little bit about what that is and uh, the dangers of that. So the Hemisphere Project is, is you had a, a massive de- uh, cell phone company, uh, AT&T, is, is who has been reported to be. And they were taking their information and selling it to government agencies who were then going through it to spy on Americans so they could get they could get your cell phone uh, uh, bill and say, oh, he's called blah, 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 who he's called and that type of thing. That is the spying that was going on in the Hemisphere program. It's still ongoing. We're trying to stop it, trying to stop it right now. It's it's more the weaponization of, of government. But there, but the, the federal government police agencies, the surveillance agencies, they say, well, you know, we're not doing it. It doesn't matter. You're also forbidden from using an agent to do what you cannot do. And that's what they were trying to do by using the these uh, data companies. So they want their, you know, third party data compilers, because that's what happens is is uh, one cell phone company will sell it to you know, the X, Y, Z data compiler. They'll put it all together and then they start servicing the federal government to look at you. And, and that's just, well, it's it's illegal. And what does their take across the aisle? Uh, your colleagues across the aisle, are they on board with you with this? Are they against it? What, does it look like this is a partisan thing? No, no, this, yeah, this is, the, the, look, the Democrats, the, the left, I mean, so the same people that we're talking about, the squad just a minute ago, they're with us on these issues. They're with us on going after FISA and stopping, cleaning up FISA. They're with us on the, stopping the hemisphere stuff. They understand that that this has been used, weaponized against uh, their, their constituency, like it's been uh, weaponized against my constituency. So, uh, I'm hoping that we get a, a, a good FISA reform bill out of here, uh, which requires a warrant before they look at you. I mean, that's just that's the Fourth Amendment. How, how about honoring the Fourth Amendment for a change? And 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 everybody from the left to the right is with us. It's the only people, believe it or not, who who don't like it are the Intelligence Committee members, um, and so they're in the Intelligence Committee. Isn't that interesting? All right. Uh, parting word here. You told me that hopefully the January 6th takes, we get them by the end of the year. Give me a time frame. your best opinion. When we get the, the impeachment on the floor for Joe Biden, when we get the impeachment on the floor for Mayorkas. Okay. So I think uh, we're doing an impeachment inquiry, maybe as soon as this week, then you get an impeachment vote, probably out of the ju- ju- judiciary committee sometime in January. You might if it's going to happen at all, it needs to happen by February. You might see something by February on Biden. On Mayorkas, uh, Homeland Security Committee is ready to go. And once they get it, get it done, then it comes on over to judiciary again for another impeachment out of judiciary. So again, January, February uh, be, be an opportunity. All right. Well, I, I hope that is the case. I hope we got to, you know, we could finally don't, see some. Alec, don't, don't hold me to that because... I'm constantly uh, disappointed by what I see happen here.
you and me both. But when it does happen, if it does happen, I can have the clip right here. I can say, hey, Congressman Biggs told us it would be, and here it is. All right, so I'll make sure I play it up for you. Uh, okay. Congressman Andy Biggs, I love what you're doing there. Uh, your voice is definitely one of the people, so it's an honor to have you here. Love to have you back anytime. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time here on the Alec Lee Show. Thanks, Alex. Take care. All right, honored to have Congressman Andy Biggs join me on the podcast here for a few minutes. What do you think about the interview? Hit me down there below. I got to tell you, I, I mean, I'm a little deflated, man. I, I just feel like... You know, January, February, it, it just seems like, can we do something now? Like, I'm hoping to hear, like, a positive, like, next week we're going to have the articles impeachment on the floor. That's what you want to hear. I know it's optimistic, but it just seems like we're being hung out to dry here. Now, I pray to God that what he said is true, and we'll get the rest of these January 6 tapes by the end of the month. If not, it's it, there's no excuse that's going to fly. That's it. We've been lied to about it then at that point. I feel like it's like we're just stringing us along with a carrot here. Oh, you're going to get the tapes. McCarthy told us we were going to get them. We never did. Speaker Johnson says we're going to get them. We, oh, here they all are. We get a little bit. So uh, tired of being just lied to about this stuff. I feel like we've just been bamboozled. We, you know, we, 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 we've been hoodwinked. So let's get the January 6th tapes. I hope that prediction comes through from Congressman Andy Biggs. But I just feel like we're slow walking this thing here with President Joe Biden. By February, this guy's three years in. He's he's already going to be out the door. Then we're going to have the articles of impeachment. With Donald Trump, before he even took the oath of office, they were talking about bringing the impeachment to him. Before he even got inaugurated, they were already discussing how to impeach him. And they made it happen. But we can't seem to make it happen. And it's very frustrating, but I'm telling you right now, Congressman Andy Biggs, in my opinion, he's one of the best that we have in there. The guy doesn't give a shit about what, what, what arrows are coming his way. He's doing what's right for the American people. He's taking on the establishment or deep state, like you heard him, whatever you want to call it. The Uniparty, there's many names for it. But this government that has just grown way too big for its britches has got to be brought back down to its knees and be run by we the people again. And we need guys in there that are going to fight for that exact purpose and that cause. America first and, pe- and the American people first. We've got to return this government to the people. So many politicians tell us what we want to hear and they always get in there and then all of a sudden once they get in there they start voting the other way and then just like i said to the congressman then we got to primary him and get him out and hope and pray that the next guy that's telling us his line is going to stick up and do the right thing but it seems like we're so constantly being let down the the left side never sees this on their side everyone plays ball everybody's in on it and and and, and they they work against us we work against us and the democrats work against us we've got nothing accomplished with the, in the House. We got this stupid little majority that just got slimmer and we can do nothing but hurt our own self. We, we, we kick out the speaker, change speakers. We kick out one of our members. We do nothing to the Democrats. They should put the vote on the floor to expel this guy, Jamal Bowman, who pulled the fire alarm. And let's see how the Republicans vote. Just put it on the floor as a test to see how they vote. And everybody that doesn't vote to expel them, get them out. And that's the way we should play it. Because it should be down the board. Everybody votes yes. I, I, I to get him out of there. All right. Next week on the podcast, I got a great one for you. We're going to go from the House to the Senate. I got Montana Senator Steve Daines joining me here on the podcast on Thursday. I should say, I don't know if I said next week there or not. Maybe we made a mistake. Thursday on the podcast, we are going to go to the Senate. And we got Senator from Montana, Steve Daines, joining me here on the podcast. So bring it back here Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Rumble and check it out. 
Uh, that's all I got for you guys today here. Again, let me know what you thought about today's interview down there uh, in the live chat or make a comment. Don't forget to like this. Follow the channel here on Rumble. Please share it. And again, I hope I don't come off too late. Like, uh, I'm angry about this. So, I, I mean, I hope I didn't, you know, I, I come off that way kind of talking to the congressman like it was all his fault, all this stuff. But I'm pissed off about it. It just seems like uh, there's nowhere to go to take out this aggression. That's why I want to bring these congressmen on and just say, hey, can we, can we move it along a little bit here? It's so frustrating to just see nothing happening. Meanwhile, our country's falling to, uh, just falling apart. And it just seems like we have 412 days until the inauguration. We don't have that long. They just had 10,000 encounters at the border in 24 hours. They're filling up this country with people that, that want to kill us. All hands on deck here. This, 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 is, this, is, uh, this is it. I mean, we, we've got to do something here. This, this is horrible what's going on. So we're going to have Senator Steve Daines on here next week. Uh, God knows we could use to get control of the Senate again. I don't see when that's going to happen, but we're going to bring him on. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about. Hit me in the chat. Hit me in the comments. Let me know what you guys would like to talk about, who you'd like to see next. And again, if you want to try to protect your family, learn how to shoot, learn how to move, learn how to communicate, learn some tactics and maneuvers to protect your family, contact Captain James Price, price at crgtactics.com. Uh, I played his message earlier today. This is a guy, a combat veteran. Uh, he was injured in the, the, the Afghan withdrawal. He's now transitioning. He's looking to help and serve the people using what he knows best and passing that on to you. So take advantage of it if you're in the New York, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey, tri-state area here. Uh, take advantage and hit him up. Price at srgtactics.com. The link is down there. The email is down there in the description below. All right, so that's all I got for you guys. Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Senator Steve Daines of Montana will be here with me. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, leave me a comment down below. Let me know about it. If not, I'll see you guys here Thursday, 1 p.m., and I'll try all over again. All right, God bless all you parents out there, all you first responders in military, all of you listeners. God bless America, and I'll catch you guys Thursday.